Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the MAGA Institute podcast. I'm Timothy Shea. And I'm Brooke McGowan. Brooke, have you been able to make sense out of anything that's happened in the last week? I'm at the point where the only thing I'm confident in, 100% confident in, is that everybody's lying. (laughs) Well, everybody's lying and everybody's stupid. (laughs) Or both. (laughs) Look, that's the default setting. I've always maintained that 97.3% of people are functionally morons, and the last two years have just proven that I was wildly optimistic. I'm so sad about it too, Timbo, because, you know, it was just last week you and I were talking and we were talking about Putin and his uh, motive, which we, nobody can really wrap their mind around and what, what he would end up doing. But on Thursday, it it, it appeared that he did march and moved in on um, the provinces around Ukraine, uh, the DPR or the LNR, Donbass and something else. I don't know. The, I don't know the L word. But, you know, when we talk about this to like people who haven't been watching or haven't been paying attention or for some reason are watching mainstream news and they are sucked in by this miscommunication or this misinformation or malinformation or whatever it is, a disinformation campaign, I just can't help but yell from the rooftops, do you not remember the last two years? I mean, that's what we've been screaming now for a few days. When they are sucked in to this mindset, Putin bad, Ukraine good, I mean, I don't understand why there has to be such a strong dichotomy, has to be a binary response to this. Why can't Putin be bad and Ukraine be bad? Why can't we see that even the United States is bad. I mean, at first when we heard about those bio laboratories, the bioweapon laboratories throughout Ukraine, you and I talked about this and everybody on Facebook blew us up with, that's been fact-checked and that's not real. And then you see that it is real. And it's the people even on our side that are screaming how wrong you and I are and our, our friends in our little circle that are seeing things for what we think they really are or we're just like you said a minute ago, questioning everything. What's wrong with questioning everything? Is there any crime with asking? Is what we see on our TVs and on our social media even real? What's wrong with that question? Well, and that's been my point. My very first post about this was Putin is a cobra. Yep. Zelensky is a python. Sometimes cobras eat pythons. That doesn't make the cobra a bad guy or the python a good guy. And yeah. That just blew up. Like, what do you want and it's conservatives mm-hmm. posting the Ukraine flag and all this. Meanwhile, every single photograph from the first lady of Ukraine posing with an airsoft plastic toy gun to plywood cutout guns to pictures of Zelensky looking all brave and manly in the combat gear. And I will give him credit. He's the only politician I've ever seen in combat gear that actually looked like a boss. But it was from last year, <laughs> and it was from – military exercises, training exercises, the woman with blood on her face, the portrait of of Kiev being bombed. Well, that was from 2015 and all the things, the guy posting in full combat gear, the journalist with the guy behind him, just posting a selfie on the balcony. It was like, Like you know, it was like the CNN reporter leaning into the 90 knot wind when two kids walked by with, basketball shorts and t-shirts and flip-flops just strolling along mm-hmm. everything has been fake and then when we finally do see real video what do we see video of nazi militia groups funded by the ukraine government literally shooting citizens dead in the street for violating the curfew i i, I don't know what's real anymore well that was real it was a cell phone video of two nazi i saw it yeah, militia men shooting a citizen dead in the street. And Putin has said he's gone into denazifying. He's gone in to clean out the criminals. We've heard that he's bombing the bio labs. I don't think there's anything wrong with us sitting back 
in saying, you know what, this isn't our business. This isn't our fight. These are neighbors that are both, Ukraine is the global capital of corruption. Russia is no good citizen award winner. Let them fight it out. I don't know. It feels like it is our battle because I feel like Ukraine is the proxy cabal that Biden and Obama and George Soros have propped up through the, you know, all of it, all of it. And so I feel like it is sort of our, we do need to be interested. We need to be engaged, but we need to be informed better. We don't have the right information. We can't get it from, you know, the typical media. We have to uh, discern for ourselves through the Holy Spirit and learn how to pray for who to pray for. I'm praying for all the innocents involved, whether that's Russian innocents, American innocents, Ukrainian innocents. Obviously, there's a need for God to impart his wisdom and impart his Holy Spirit into this whole debacle. But we need truth, and I don't think we're going to get it if we continue to battle with each other about it and bat it all around and say Putin bad, Ukraine good. I mean, that's a silly dichotomy to to decide, and it's a silly thing to divide us with. But given the media that we have watched for the last just two years, let's let's not take let's not say twenty years, twenty thirty years. I remember CNN when they when we marched into Kuwait had video of like palm trees falling down because they were fake. I mean, you can't trust anything that's coming in on the media. So we have to be uh, discerning what we're seeing. And remain peaceful and in prayer. That's just all I can answer at this point. We absolutely do. And NBC was found guilty in a court of law of rigging a Chevy Silverado pickup to explode by putting M80s next to the gas tank for their story 30 years ago on Dateline about how Chevy Silverados can explode if they're hit in the rear. And, you know, so it does go back decades, this media corruption, this lying to us. We know that church committee is not a conspiracy theory. The church committee was an actual Senate right. committee back in 1975, and it did expose Operation Mockingbird. And no Operation Mockingbird wasn't ended by the CIA. They ch- simply changed its name to Operation Naomi. It is still going on. We know for a yep. fact that Obama in the 2012 NDAA, the smith Month Restoration Act, and in the 2016 NDAA, both of them passed in the middle of the night. allowed the State Department to propagandize Americans on American soil. These are all facts. These are not conspiracy theories. You can go on the government websites and find these documents yourself and read it for yourself that all these things happen. And don't misunderstand me. When I say this isn't our fight, I mean I don't want to commit American troops here because if we commit American troops, they're guaranteed to be fighting on the wrong side. That's what I mean when I say this isn't our fight. I do not want any American bloodshed for this. Let Russians and yeah. Ukraine hash it out. Speaking of lies, um, you know, guys, we are still in this battle against what the hospitals have been doing. First of all, we know we're at a three-pronged war in our own soil, and that's been COVID the bioweapon and then COVID the, uh, the vaccine weapon, and then now the hospital protocols. Well, today we have a very special guest, and uh, I, I, we're going to probably stay on the same level. We're very, you know, this is very serious stuff we're discussing today, whether it's Ukraine and Russia or now also what's taking place in the hospitals. But this particular nurse is um, Nurse Erin, and on last summer, well, actually two summers ago, so it was June or July of 2020, she went undercover in a hospital in New York City, and that video just blew up. Well, today we're going to talk with her about what's been taking place since then, about that situation, but also since then, you guys probably know that my father was murdered less than two months, or just two months ago uh, in Oklahoma City at Mercy Hospital. Uh, through these same protocols that she witnessed, that she saw was, you know, obviously negligible or um, uh, willful homicide. So today I'd like to introduce and bring to the program for the first time and welcome Erin uh, uh, to the MAG Institute podcast. Welcome, Erin. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. We are so thrilled that you could join us today. Listen, we are so proud of you and for the hard work that you do just to try to save people's lives. I just want to let you have the floor and introduce yourself and tell people really what drove you to do what you did in the summer of 2020. Yeah, so um, I guess, long story short, um, my name is Erin Olszewski. Um, I... I'm a registered nurse. Uh, I'm also um, an Army combat veteran. I served uh, 
I guess I, I joined the military in early 2001 before we knew September 11th was happening. And then September uh, 11th happened when I was in basic training. So I went to, I guess, got deployed pretty much right after that. So um, fast forward, you know, into 2020 and, um, you know, the, the whole pandemic I, I guess you could say at this point you know kind of started happening and they locked down everybody for the quote two weeks that ended up we're still two almost two years later still kind of right locked down um and I was working outside of um I was you know a nurse in a hospital I was in the emergency room I was working out in the tents we really weren't seeing a lot of patients and I'm based in Florida right now um and you know we, a lot of nurses were being furloughed and we weren't getting the hours that we needed. They were pulling in travel nurses and filling our spots, which never made sense. So I decided to see what was, what was out there for travel positions. Cause at that point, um, we were all kind of eyes on New York. We were seeing like the freezer trucks on the news and nobody knew what was going on. We were waiting for that wave, you know, if you remember that term. And then they kept pushing the wave back and back. And so I applied for a, a travel position because I'm like, you know, I, I've, I've literally been to the front lines in, in real life, you know, and that's what they were calling it, you know, the, the right. front lines. And right. so um, I actually was accepted for a position in New York and they told me to pack my bags in two days, talk to my my um, employer, they're like, are you sure you want to do it? Everyone thought it was crazy. And I'm like, yeah, why not? You know, like, this is what we signed up to do. This is, this is our job. Um, so I did. I packed my bags two days, kissed my kids goodbye, and I got out of the plane and um, landed in, in New York. And it was like a screeching halt. Um, so that was like, what, what, what I mean by that is, um, when we landed, I got to the hotel. We were put in, um, we were in Times Square. I was at the Marriott Marquis in particular. So uh, they covered our, our rooms there. But I didn't do anything for like three days. And mm. we didn't get to work. It was, you know, like in real wartime, that, that was like my concern is, you know, in real wartime, if there was people dropping like flies, like they were announcing on the news, then, you know, you would immediately go to the hospitals, regardless right. of anything. Like you go right. and you get to work and you and you start your job. Well, that was not the case. You hit the ground running. running, totally. Yeah, but it wasn't like that. I mean, we were going to Target, Walgreens, CVS. I mean, it was, it was, I was like, is this for real? Um, and meanwhile, you know, we're getting paid $10,000 a week, which is, uh, there, it's a lot of money oh, for a registered nurse. Yeah. So there, I started talking to other nurses that were there and some of them were just sitting around for three weeks. Now, mind you, this is like early April. So this is like right at the height of the pandemic when everything was going on. Yeah. The like, first time I lived in New York city, I lived in Queens, right in Elmhurst in Elmhurst hospital. We had a guy shooting video outside Elmhurst hospital. And he said, where are the ambulances? Where are the walk-ups? Where are the people that are so sick? We've got exactly. nurses, nurses doing conga lines outside. There literally was nobody inside that needed to be taken care of. Um, I will say this. There were patients inside, but they were all on ventilators. Um, unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, and, right. and, you know, all the family was kicked out. So, like, that that's kind of, like, where my story began is. And, I, you know, I, I remember watching those videos, actually, when I was in Florida. I was watching them, like, what the heck is going on? Where are these freezer, freezer trucks? You know, like, right. is there that many? Why are these people dropping like flies? And then I'm like, why aren't we seeing that here? Like, it didn't make any sense to me, you know? And they're like, wait for the wave. And the wave was supposed to come in two weeks. Then it was three weeks. Then it was four weeks. And we were like preparing. And like, they started getting rid of like nurses that didn't have it like trauma experience. I'm like, what the heck, you know? And not, nothing kind of made sense. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm like, whatever. I, I've been like, I, I've been in, like wartime I've seen trauma I'm like I'm ready for it like I, I it's nothing mm -hmm. that was you know it wasn't anything that was abnormal to me I guess um so when I when I got there 
and I was a, a, it was like kind of a lottery system. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where they assigned you to hospitals, and like lo and behold, like they assigned me to Elmhurst, which was the epicenter of the epicenter, and probably the worst um, hospital within the New York City health system. Um, especially in Queens, you know, you have a lot of minorities, black, brown, Asian, you know, population, lower income, um, right. Medicare, Medicaid type of uh, situations. So they they abuse that. Um, and, and that's where I guess the assembly line to a body bag is like kind of how I describe it. At this point, they removed all liability from the hospitals. They removed any family members or advocates from coming in with the patients. Um, they incentivize admitting like COVID patients and or <clears throat> excuse me, COVID rule out, which if you had a cough, you were a COVID rule out, which would be a $13,000 paycheck to the hospital. Mm. <clears throat> so like everything became COVID and it is still like that to this day. I was going to say, it's like, that was the, that was the, the game plan for all the hospitals across the country. <clears throat> yeah. So. It's not just New York, but it, that was just my experience, you know, there. But, you know, and, and when I when I eventually, uh, and I'll get to that, I got kicked out, um, I realized that this was every hospital. And even here in Florida where they're like, you know, we're a free state. We are not free. They're doing the same exact thing here. Um, so, you know, anytime you remove liability and incentivize diagnosis, they're going to abuse that. Right. So that's what they did. And, and if you remember, President Trump sent the comfort ship to New York and that comfort ship right. was supposed to be utilized for anyone that didn't have COVID. So, you know, anybody that needed help for anything other than COVID that, you know, was supposed to be utilized. What, the, what they did is they they didn't utilize it. The, the emergency room doctors were ordered by administration Cuomo, all the quote higher up um, to to not utilize that and to admit pretty much every patient regardless um, if they had COVID or not because they maybe could have had COVID. So it was like it was right. a big cash cow, and now that money is coming through FEMA. So it's essentially like tax taxpayers that are funding this nightmare. Well, it was a trooper um, for them because they not only got the money, but they got the ticket to Trump. Not only did he send the comfort, but he paid $80 million to dredge out the pier where the comfort needed to burst. He got it done out of dry dock. It was being retrofitted in Newport News, Virginia, and he got it done in a month when it was scheduled to take six months. He rushed the ship up there. It was going to be a big political win, and they yep. wanted to deny him that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, that, that was a huge thing. Cause I, and I remember why, I mean, I think we all kind of remember the, just, I mean, even the hydroxychloroquine, like for instance, you know, Trump said, Hey, this may work. We were using it outside of my emergency room in Florida successfully. So we were using the hydroxychloroquine zinc protocol successfully. We didn't vet anyone. Uh, we didn't have freezer trucks on and on. Right. Get New York, they banned it. So, like, it, it's very common in medicine for doctors to use off-label uh, medications for other purposes. Of for course. instance, you know, like, I mean, there's, there's, we well, we, Viagra it, was started common. as a blood pressure medicine. Exactly. You know, and, and trazodone. You know, depression, but they use it for sleep. I mean, there's a lot of different. Right. Um, instances where doctors it, it's common so when i'm like wait a minute they banned it so this is the the kicker so doctors have absolutely zero liability so they can do whatever they want they can make mistakes they can essentially kill these patients and and nothing's going to happen however if the and if any doctors prescribed the hydroxychloroquine at that time 
they would be fired and possibly lose their license. And then and still so today, like, obviously. Still today. I mean, they're still going after right. doctors and nurse practitioners, PA. I mean, at this point, even the nursing board um, is changing their tune that if you, you know, tout any non-scientific, even though it's very scientific, you know, alternative treatments to COVID that you can, it's grounds for, you know, removal of your license or discipline. And and that's the first time ever, you know, in, in medicine that they've ever done anything like that. We like the, like science is never settled. So it's always open for discussion, but the discussion was closed. And right. when I, when I was in the hospital, I'm like, why are we not allowed to why can't we just try? Because like, it, it didn't make any sense to me that, you know, like, but at the time I got there, hundred percent of their patients have di- had died with their protocol, which was the ventilator, but there was an in- incentive to put the patients on ventilators too. That's another $39,000 on top of the $13,000 to admit them. Right. So now we're at, you know, we're getting up to $50,000 per patient. And there's another so, spiff for using remdesivir. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll get to the whole the remdesivir. Nobody really knew about at the time. However, um, there were government. It, it was mainly nurse practitioners that I encountered. That we all were um, blue scrubs. It was like a navy blue scrubs. Um, the nurse practitioners that were hired by the government. Um, were in black scrubs and they would come into my patient rooms and hang drugs that I had no idea what they were. And I, and then they would, they would be um, requesting me to, you know, take the, get uh, blood samples from my patients. I'm like, for what? They weren't wearing any name tags, nothing. And I was like, what is going on? And it turns out what they were doing is experimenting with the remdesivir on the patients in Elmhurst without, without the family's Jesus. knowledge and without obviously the patient's knowledge. And I didn't really put two and two together until, you know, I'm like, what are they doing? What is this medication? And then I started realizing, I'm like, Oh my gosh, they're testing out drugs on these patients without any like any not like patients had no idea the families had no idea and then if I asked them you know where's the consent that was signed um they I was threatened with with uh removal Erin so, I have a question specific to that does their yeah. record reflect does, does do those patients records reflect those particular no. drugs when they okay so that was my concern nope. with my dad my concern with my dad was we thought, you know, we couldn't figure out why he collapsed with a cardiac arrest in the emergency room when he was trying to leave and his uh, blood oxygen had gotten up to 88. So we were curious about, you know, was there something that was injected into him? Because we've heard Tom Renz, our friend and attorney, say he's he's got patients lined up that have said, they injected me with something that put me out for three weeks and I actually woke up from it. I'm one of the lucky ones that lived through it. Do you know mm-hmm. of any stories like that? Yeah, no, I, I, I know a heck of a lot of them. Um, one patient in particular that was here that I advocated for not too long ago, probably uh, the end of last year, um, he refused remdesivir up and down, up and down, up and down, and they gave it to him while he was sleeping. Um, so uh, they just, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that they're doing that is extremely unethical and then nothing is a lot of times it's not recorded in this in this instance you know after he received his medical records he learned that they had sent to him and that's exactly the time that he tanked when i got involved in his case they had put him on hospice gave him hours to a day to live they stopped all cares all respiratory care no physical he was literally just in a hospital bed and, that, and they were waiting for him to die. And he is alive and well right now um, because, you know, thankfully at that point they were allowing visitors. So I, I got involved and demanded that they start treating him like a human being. But this is what yeah. they're doing inside the hospitals because they have no accountability. To this day, there's no liability in the hospitals. Where's the humanity, to- though? 
that's what's insane is there's the, like humanity has been sucked out of the soul of these administrators and doctors. I don't understand it. It's just wicked. Uh, yeah. And, and that's what I saw in New York too. Like we all knew what was going on. And like when I learned what, like it, it was lit, like, I, I can't really, it was a turnkey style operation. It was um, all about money. They, they were sedating these patients to extremes waiting for them to go in multi-system organ failure and then they would die and then in some cases there was even ten thousand dollars for a death and um every every single person that i i had to bring to these freezer trucks which the freezer trucks were real but these patients weren't dying from covid they were dying from gross negligence medical malpractice mismanagement i mean it was it, it is nothing short of a genocide you know, and, it, right. and everybody looked the other way because there was a paycheck attached to what they were doing, right? So, like, when in human history ever, ever has a nurse been paid $10,000 a week? Never. You know, um, yeah. doctors were getting up to $70,000 a week. You know, so people didn't want to lose those paychecks. Wow. Um, and so they just looked the other way. And they continue to do that to this day. Um and, then, and it's not know, just New York. The problem isn't just in New York. I was down in your town in yeah. Florida two weeks ago visiting friends, and there was a lot of talk about whether Governor DeSantis would sign SB 7014, which extended these protections that you're talking about for yeah. nursing homes, doctors, yeah. and hospitals. Your house, your Florida house, now Florida is supposed to be the paragon of Republican politics, right? The House yep. passed this extension, 8731. The Senate passed it, 2213. And Ron DeSantis signed it. Yep. And what it requires is, as a plaintiff, you would have to, you can still sue the doctor, the hospital, the nursing home, but you would have to prove by the greater weight of evidence that the healthcare provider was grossly negligent or engaged in intentional misconduct, but there's an affirmative defense. I was just complying with government-issued health standards. So they're literally accepting the Nuremberg defense now and not allowing people whose loved ones have been murdered to get any sort of compensation or in no retribution against these, quote-unquote, medical professionals. It's absolutely outrageous. And Ron DeSantis needs to answer for this. Um, I'm calling him Governor Ron disappoint us because there is nothing about what he's done last week that could be called freedom loving, you know, pursuing truth, nothing. All of that is more hiding of the facts of of Aaron, what she's just saying and what we lived ourselves in Oklahoma. Even last year at CPAC in Orlando, the first time it was at Orlando, he's literally in the ballroom crowing, Florida is open for business. And there were mask Nazis out that ended up kicking me out because my mask was made out of millinery netting. It was a very, like the uh, thick of a fishnet stocking, so you could totally see my face because I was mocking them. But Florida's open for business, and there's mask Nazis not 60 feet away from him out in the hall. Yeah. No, I, I was there, too. That's the thing. Like, it's one thing. It's, it's a lot of talk and no action. And the thing is, like, I, I met in person – Ron DeSantis. He knows my story. He said, I'm so grateful for what you did. I gave him my book. I signed it, everything. He has done nothing. And that and that's the thing, like none of these politicians are even talking about the hospitals, knowing what's going on. And that's why I, I am so disappointed in, in both sides at this point. Because imagine if they would have paid attention to my in June like for anyone that I guess doesn't know my story I ended up going undercover um I I contacted a couple of attorneys in New York they sent me a pair of spy glasses to my hotel and I went undercover for around five weeks until I got kicked out they didn't know I was undercover they kicked me out because I was I guess I was trying to advocate for my patients and then they saw a post on my Facebook that said President Trump please investigate New York City health and hospital system immediately and that's the post that I got fired for um and then my my ex on May 25th 2020 and then my expose which I included some of my undercover video came out in June on June 9th um 2020 and that was bold and brave Aaron 
bold and brave. And by God, I just want to thank you and tell you we are so proud of you for your caring and your compassion and your courage. Thank you. I, I, I'm just sorry that so many people are still, this is still happening. Yeah. And that's why, you know, and I was, and I, and I still, I mean, I've been, Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like I've been very involved in politics. I think kind of since 2016 is when I really got involved when President Trump, you know, officially ran. But I just feel like we've been let down a lot. And and imagine if they would have actually investigated the hospital, which they still haven't. Um, you know, we would be in a completely different spot right now because we're, we're almost, it's almost two years later and this is still happening to patients and this is still, um, causing, it's still a genocide. And I, and I, I don't even use that word lately because they're still not allowing family into these hospitals. That, that is that is when they're on a closed vent system, they're on a closed vent system. There's no way to get COVID ourselves other than just by being in the hospital air. But we, we tried to go in and see dad on a, you know, on a number of occasions. We, we were told it's a 21 day isolation, no matter what. Well, I had senators calling and legislative assistants calling the hospital. I made enough stink that they let us in, but even then we were, you know, we had to mask up and, you know, look like we're a biohazard just to go in and see my dad for one hour three times a week actually I only got to go once my mom was invited back and the second time she went in he was already necrotic we knew he was going to die that day and I asked I said can my mom go back in for a compassionate visit because he's he's about to pass away I mean Timbo and I had been watching the records very closely and we saw that all of those levels had spiked and he was dehydrated and you know, renal failure and all of that. And they would not let her in to say goodbye until he was actively dying at one forty-five that very night, One forty-five in the morning that very night. It's, it's almost ghoulish. I think it was a term Timbo used in their behavior about compassion for families. It's ghoulish. Once we were inside, they told us four of us can't stay, but three of us could stay. That's their policy. Even though their policy 10 minutes before that was zero could come in. Now, now only three could stay unless we pulled the plug. Then we could all stay. It's just sick. Yeah, what if there had, had been five of you there, the policy would have been four unless you pulled the plug. Exactly, Timbo. Exactly. It's just disgusting. And also, I want to mention this, Erin. I've been, I've been noticing, yeah. or I had noticed while I was in the hospital, nobody is over 40 anymore. There are no nurses that are like the nurses you used to see that look like your grandma or your great aunt. Nobody yeah. is my age or older. They've all been r- wiped out. They've all been kicked out. They're not getting back, so they're leaving. I didn't see anybody that was normal age for a nurse, only young girls and young gay boys. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that that's kind of, that's, that's also an issue. So, I, and I don't think that this is by chance. Um, you know, they, they kicked out anybody who was advocating. Like, there was other ICU nurses ahead of me in Elmhurst that had been fired. And I only know this because there was there was a couple team leads that were, the, the team lead, like, there were other registered nurses that kind of, we were all kind of uh, in, in certain, like, teams. So I talked to her about it. She goes, I know. Like, everybody knew. 
um, everybody knew what was going on. And she, I'm sorry, I'm, there's <laughs> kind of a, it's kind of loud right now. Um, she she said that, you know, I was telling her what was going on. She goes, I know. Um, and she's like, you know, they, they're keeping everybody out. There's a really good IT that had, you know, um, been here before you got there. That was the same. And I'm like, there, why? Like, since when? Since when can't we? Act, like, that is a that, that's like a nurse's job. We're we're a patient advocate. We are in between the patient. We we are there to protect the patient, especially when family's not allowed in. And yeah. and we take the Nightingale's pledge, which is our nursing oath. And in that pledge, it it, it is and there's a, a pinning ceremony for every nurse that graduates. And it's like it's more important than graduation. And they, you know, in that pledge, it's that we won't, we won't administer any medication that we know is going to harm the patient. And on top of that, by law, we're mandatory reporters. So all of that went out the window and they, and they fire any nurse that's actually doing their job. And I, and I know that a lot of nurses are leaving the profession because even on a good day, it was bad already. So this just kind of opened Pandora's box to like how bad it is. And, and I've been involved in, you know, the advocacy for years prior to this, because I, I just saw what was going on, you know, even as a, as a new nurse, you know, prescribing th- these patients are on 10, 12 medications, three, four times a day. You know, it's like, it, it was just, it was, I was, it was very eye-opening to me, like, wow, like, this isn't what I signed up to do. I thought we were here to help people, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, a lot of nurses are leaving the profession or they're getting kicked out, and if they don't want the vaccine, they're getting kicked out. So who do we have left? Everybody right. that the government wants because they're the, they're the ones that are complicit to this and they're complying, and they're little foot soldiers for this, this mass genocide. And I, I, I just, it makes me sick to my stomach. That, I got to wonder, know, too, if, you know, because of what we've seen, you know, Ron DeSantis has become the Republican darling, given that he signed that bill last Thursday. I really do want to ask him if he's on the take. I mean, there's no other logical conclusion I can ask because we know already this is March of 2022. And we know yeah. that early treatment cures, early treatment helps. We have 850,000 people dead based on basically hospital malfeasance maybe 50,000 or more have died naturally from COVID but I guarantee I mean Tom Renz uses that number that 800,000 plus this has been a mass genocide as you say so I'm calling out Governor Ron disappoint us Governor DeSantis answer for your for your you know for signing of that bill why are you not interested in investigating this which is exactly why we wrote the letter that we've written here at MAGA Institute urging sheriff's departments and sheriffs across the country who is going to care about the lives of the American people if we can't get governors and we can't get you know hospital people or doctors or nurses to care like you've stood up and cared now I'm asking the sheriffs make sure your hospitals in your counties Please go look and see what's been taking place there. Look and see what the percentages are of who have survived the vent, who has survived going to ICU COVID in your hospitals in your counties. You said 100% died in Elmhurst when you were there. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. By the time I got there, the only person that actually survived was uh, he was actually a drug addict. And the sedatives and paralytics didn't essentially, like, they didn't touch him because he was. Uh, you know, he had a high tolerance to it. He actually pulled his own vent tube out and then thanked oh. us for saving his life. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. You know, and, but, but how, like, ventilators are, they, there is a time and a place for them, and it is the very, very last resort. What they did early on is they called for ventilators because they wanted a closed circuit, because they didn't want the, you know, they didn't want it, um, aerosolizing and you know like they didn't they wanted to keep it contained but that was the wrong treatment and they knew it and they just kept going on because well they had to you know they, they said it that was the treatment so they went along with it despite knowing that it, it was incorrect and to this day they're doing it and that's why it's so important for patients when you do go into the hospital if they have to go into the hospital 
to have a do not intubate order and then also um, refuse the remdesivir. And I, if I was a, if I had a family member going to the hospital for something, I would break down those doors and I would make sure that I was in there with them because everything needs to be monitored at, at all times. Cause think of it like even at Elmhurst, you know, they had these government employees coming in and hanging medications and experimenting on patients without their consent because everybody was on a ventilator and they didn't know, you know, they, they had, they had no voice. And then everybody well, at least in January, at least in January, when we were dealing with the hospital in Oklahoma city, mercy hospital, there were police officers. We couldn't get in. We had to have the nurses tell the front desk that we were invited in for those hours that we those, that one hour I was allowed in that week, but there they, you can't get in that. That was new as of like December 21st in Oklahoma during the Omicron craze, they, they were not letting anybody in. And so I, I don't know how you break down the doors. My mom tried to get in three or four times that night at the ER two months ago when he was brought into the ER and they kept threatening her. They had the police escorting her out. They kept threatening her. We're going to send you to jail. If you come in again, I don't know how you break down the doors. I mean, there are options, but then you'd end up dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the thing too, is I don't, I I've tried, I've attempted to testify in multiple different court cases for the patient's right to try, right? Cause they're denying alternative. I don't even say alternative treatments. They're denying treatments that work like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, like all of this work, right? I've seen it work. Oh, it works. I we prescribe it now. Like, I mean, they're denying that. Why is that? Right. And, and the judges, despite like, I'm just speaking on Florida, we have a, a law that it's a patient right to try. And so if a patient, you know, there's, it looks like not great that they're going to probably die. They have a right to try any alternative medication. The judges are denying this. They're, they're not even siding with the law, the constitution, they're siding with the hospitals. And a lot of the judges are like, you know, I'm not getting involved in this. This isn't, this isn't my job. What is their job? This is why sheriffs are so important right now. They, I think sheriffs are probably the most important people in society right now that can turn this around. Um, and that's why I, I love what Sheriff Mack is doing. I know that you, you, you know, you, you're close to him as well. Like, I think that people need to understand what our constitution means. And we do have a constitutional right um, to bodily autonomy. In, in to every, live. <laughs> a constitutional right to freaking live. Yeah. So, you know, when they're, when they're saying, you know, like the Santa's, you know, we're free. We've not been free. They're doing this here. It's being swept under the rug. It's not being talked about. And that's why it's concerning to me that if we have a governor that everyone is praising and hailing as like, you know, the, you know, America's governor or, you know, like, I, I'm just like, I'm dumbfounded. Um, and then if you say anything bad about him, you know, you're ostracized. But I have everything bad to say about him because he's not spoken on this despite knowing everything. And I know he knows everything because I spoke to him about it. And it's actually on video. Why is he turning a blind eye and why would he continue the liability-free hospitals and allowing them to essentially continue murdering patients? It just blows my mind. So well, one of the friends I spent time with down in Clearwater last year knew Ron. Yeah. Ron played baseball at Dunedin High with his sons, and he brought the information to Ron. Oh, thanks, thanks. I'll take a look at this and all the happy you-know-what. And mm -hmm. meanwhile, I go into Sprouts, and I've got this twerpy little assistant manager. Sir, sir, you need to be wearing a mask. And I just looked at him, and without missing a beat, I said, you know, I got a lot of needs. That's not one of them. And I just <laughs> walked away. And he yeah. lost his mind. And meanwhile, Ron is telling everybody how free and open Florida is. Mm -hmm. And I'm over here on Facebook telling people it ain't true. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was just um, on another interview yesterday and there's, you know, all these small businesses, they can't even sustain themselves. Like they're going out, like we're not free. And, and I, no. I, I, and I, I've been, you know, screaming at the top of my lungs, but it's just kind of, 
it's not getting out there. Like people don't understand that, you know, these hospitals and, you know, the people with huge egos are, are still, you know, I, I think like at this point, um, you know, I, I am all about we, the people, and that's, that's how we change everything because at, I, I think everybody has had a loved one or knows somebody that has had a loved one that has died because of this gross negligence and mass genocide. And I've had four. That... <laughs> six, six went into the hospital and two came out. Oh, my gosh. In my family. Yeah, it's disgusting. And I can't, you know, I can't believe there's not more people that are more angry over this. Instead, I get family members that say, well, the doctors know what they're doing. The hell they, okay, yeah, they know what they're doing. They know that they're killing people for $70,000 a week in their pocket. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, they know what they're, they're doing, all right. They're order followers. Is what they're, I mean, and, and that's the thing. It, it kind of started in school because I learned from pharma-funded textbooks. So I actually had to unlearn a lot of things to be able right. to really grasp what was going on because they, I mean, that's kind of where it starts, you know, it's in medical school, it's in nursing school, you know, we're essentially their foot soldiers unless you think outside the box. And if you do that and, and you advocate and actually do the job that was originally, you know, set to actually take care of patients, then you're kicked out. So they have a, they have a really great, situation right now because you know everybody that's still working in the hospitals for the majority have all complied and have not spoken up and are looking the other way and you know though that's that's a very slippery slope well that's especially with such a critical sector of our society healthcare is one of the key pillars of any successful society and to have a bunch of basically trained monkeys that are just order fillers and order followers it's scary yeah, I mean, we wouldn't be in this situation at all. None of this would have happened. I don't even think that we would be in World War III right now, like we're about to go into. If our politicians would have spoken up very early on when they knew it was happening, but they allowed it to happen, and now we're here. And that that's concerning to me. Well, that, Nurse Sarah, you know, I want to thank you. I want to echo Brooks appreciation for your courage, your boldness, and your fierce determination to get the truth out. You're standing up and speaking out. You mentioned your book, folks. It's called Undercover Epicenter Nurse, How Fraud, Negligence, and Greed Led to Unnecessary Deaths at Elmhurst Hospital. You can get your signed copy at nurseerin.org. That's nurseerin, E-R-I-N, dot org. Yeah, thank you, Erin. Thank you so um, I, I have yeah. another question. I know we're trying to close you out because we, we, we're holding you a little bit long. And you, oh, you're not okay. practicing. Are you currently working? You're not currently working, obviously, because of this, right? You're not currently a nurse anywhere? Um, well, I, I do have my license. Um, okay. And I, I have been blacklisted. So even if I tried to apply, I'm on a do not hire list, which is absolutely insane. Um, so instead of that, we I just partnered with... Um, a couple of good docs were all oh, good. Uh, prior military, um, mm-hmm. special operations, um, and we started americasclinic.com, and we're getting patients the treatment that is completely banned, um, you know, all over the U.S., yeah. and yeah. Um, we're going to start well, a, essentially a parallel healthcare system, because I think that's where, that's what we have to do at this point, you know, so. Absolutely. And that's happening all across the country. So tell us the name of that. Yes. America's clinic, America's clinic.com. Yes. Yep. So awesome. um, at, at this point uh, we're, we're treating outside of Florida. Uh, we just, and our website, it says just Florida, but um, we, we are taking patients all over at this point, but um, yeah. So well, this was my final. This was my final question. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. My first, my final question was: Do you know, since you're not 
practicing inside a hospital, do you still have contacts that people are talking to you that haven't ostracized you? And if so, are you aware of anything since the vaccination rollout if there is a, like, here is how you treat a vaccinated COVID patient, and here is how you treat an unvaccinated COVID patient, we've heard, you know, anecdotally, we've heard, you know, stories about, well, and then even in my father's situation, the record constantly reflected that he was unvaccinated. I mean, there wasn't a time, it didn't seem like a nurse or a doctor would come out of a, a, a report and not say unvaccinated COVID patient, COPD. I'm curious, and so is America, are there, because we've heard stories, do you know of any, you know, this is, besides the fact that people are angry at the unvaccinated, do you know of any maybe protocol from on high that says, here's how you treat an unvaccinated patient versus vaccinated? There, they are discriminating. And, you know, ironically, there's an urgent care um, in here in Palm Harbor, um, this is Florida, that refused a patient who had a huge laceration on his legs, he got caught on a rock and when he was swimming in the ocean because he was not vaccinated. So they refused him urgent care and wow. because of that. So there's massive discrimination because of vaccination status. And I can contest, like a lot of different nurses can contest to that. Um, and we're going to be... I guess speaking on that, I don't know if you know Jody O'Malley. She was the Project Veritas nurse with the war, but I've partnered up with her, and we're actually um, going to be going on a tour um, next month and speaking all over the United States and getting a lot more people aware of what's going on in, in the hospitals and that. But I mean, Wonderful. that's what we kind of got to do is get boots on the ground because they're censoring everything, you know. And but there is there is mass discrimination because of vaccination status. And, I have a friend uh, also, down in Sarasota whose four-year-old boy broke his arm, and they would treat the little boy's arm because he wasn't vaccinated. That's, you know, my my own grandfather, uh, they have a condo in California that they visit, you know, during the winter months. And um, his doctor didn't, he his primary care doctor refused to see him um, because he may have had COVID. So he said, you can come back in when you're, when you're not sick. I'm like, you know what, what, what is going on? I, I thought that's what doctors are supposed to do is treat the sick. Right. I mean, since when are we refuse? like, they're not even doing their jobs at this point and they're getting away with no. it because there's no liability to this day. Yeah. Thanks yeah. to politicians like Ron disappoint us. Yeah. Yep, I mean, absolutely. why, why are we allowing this to, to continue? And, and, and that's why I, I just, I just can't get behind anybody that's not speaking on this. And there's really nobody that is speaking on it. That's right. We say, if you're not saving souls, saving lives and saving Americans, we're not, we're not going to partner with you. We're not a part of that. And absolutely. Aaron, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank well, you guys so much for having me. And I'm so sorry that, you know, this, everything that has happened to you and your family and I'm, I'm it's so disheartening and I just feel awful that it's still Thank continuing. You. Thank you. Folks, the websites are nurseerin.org and americasclinic.com. Go to nurseerin.org and get your signed copy of Undercover Epicenter Nurse and go to americasclinic.com to make your telemedicine appointment with healthcare professionals that actually provide health care. Nurse Aaron, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you guys so much for having me. God bless. God bless. God bless you. Bye-bye, Aaron. Bye. Oh, God. It's horrific. It's criminal. It's crimes against humanity. This is literally crimes against humanity that we're talking about, Brooke. It's March of 2022. How is this? still happening. I just had a friend yesterday tell me her husband had been on the vent for about almost a, two months now, a month and a half or so, and they were trying to wean him off the vent and he died. And I don't understand, you know, I, I get it when you're not medically, I'm not medically inclined, but I have some peripheral knowledge with it. Then I brought you in to look the records over with me. But when I tell people, be sure to watch this, this is what they're giving you. If, if, if this is happening to his kidneys or his levels here, then he's being poisoned with, you know, either remdesivir or decadron or something. So take a look at their records. And they're like, oh, well, the doctors know what they're doing. Are you freaking kidding me? Are you kidding and me? And not only are, are they saying that. 
And not only are they still in phase one of genocide, which is killing the patients in the hospital, but we're now coming into phase two of genocide, where all of a sudden, it's normal for children to have heart attacks. I saw a PSA the other day on television. When your child has a heart attack, what you don't have is time. When your child has a heart attack, what? We're yep. seeing and they- over 140 professional footballers, FIFA, registered footballers, soccer players, dropping dead on the field, dropping dead in practice, dropping dead shortly after working out. It's absolutely insane. Well, and last night we saw that the Pfizer documents dropped. Those those seven those those documents, the thirty eight page document, we were posting it on our page, but also guys just circling all around. Be sure to download that. It's the thirty eight page document that Pfizer wanted hidden. Pfizer and the FDA partnered to hide this result to hide these results from this study which was during the vaccine rollout a few weeks at the vaccine rollout in january 2021 and it shows at least eight pages of adverse effects that are just there's not i'm not talking about it being listed out like a list it's side by side no spaces involved eight pages of adverse effects as well as what you discovered in the body of the document more than 10 percent of all women who were pregnant took the jab lost their babies and that's just in the first few weeks the VAERS has been uh, maligned. VAERS reporting has been maligned. They've said it's not accurate. Not only is it not accurate, it's obviously not accurate, but it's probably 100 times more than what we actually see in VAERS. Folks, I'm sorry if you took the jab. I'm sad that you are losing loved ones to just the jab as well as to COVID hospitals, but you're not fighting with us. Why aren't you fighting with us? We have been saying this from the very beginning, Timbo. I'm, you are two years into this of saying this is a scamdemic. This is planned. This was done in Wuhan. This is a bioweapon. And yet we still have idiots walking around like sheep going off the cliff to their dying folks, day saying that the doctors are right. Folks, this document proves that Pfizer knew that its gene jab was 100 times more lethal than the virus. You heard me right. In this document that dropped last night, if you do the math, the jab that they knew early on, because this is what they submitted to FDA to get the EUA, the emergency use authorization, it was 100 times more lethal than the virus. How the hell did this get approved? They knew in this document, they knew that what colloquially you'll know it is antibody-dependent enhancement, which is when your body starts attacking itself. They knew that this was a significant risk, and they also indicated in this report that they don't have sufficient information on pregnant and lactating women to make a determination. They don't have enough information. Over 10% of the babies died. How are we vaccinating children, infants, six weeks old. They're giving these gene-altering substances. It's absolute intentional genocide. We are fighting a battle of good versus evil. And why the hell are you still believing your television about anything? Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm beside myself. I'm just... I- I'm just beside myself that we are still doing this, that we're still doing this, Timbo. It's unbelievable. Folks, please download our sheriff's letter. Send it to your sheriff. Sign on our website, magainstitute.com. You can sign the letter. Please spread the word. Share these podcasts around. Do a search on our website for Dr. Artis, Dr. Naputi, Dr. Bartlett. Doctor, doctor, doctor. We've had them all on. We've got the documentation. Look at the podcast that we've done with Tom Renz. Look at the case filings that I've linked in there. I've embedded the case filings so you can see this. You can see the sworn declaration signed under penalty of perjury. This isn't conspiracy theory nonsense. This isn't tinfoil hat. It's happening it's real, and your TV is lying by either not covering it or outright lying about what's going on. Please, please, please help us help you. You've got to share this stuff around so people can finally wake up.
And we need to give a big shout out to our sponsors, uh, Mr. Mike Lindell, an incredible patriot, MyPillow.com or MyStore.com. You can support us by using the promo code TRIBE, T-R-I-B-E. Thank you for being a member of our tribe, first off. And thank you, Mr. Mike Lindell, for fighting these battles. And we will continue to support you by shopping at MyPillow.com, MyStore.com, promo code TRIBE. And if you don't like shopping online, you can use our dedicated 800 number, 1-800-214-4792. That's 800-214-4792. Just tell the friendly customer service representative that answers the phone that you'd like to use promo code TRIBE to get the maximum discount that MyPillow and MyStore allow, up to 66% off on your order. Also, Go to drstellamd.com. Use promo code TRIBE to get a discount on her telemedicine services. And the Dr. Artist Show. Use promo code MAGA10 to receive 10% off on all the supplements you need to give your immune system a fighting chance against all of the bad things out there. All right, until next time, God bless you. God bless these United States. Keep fighting the good fight. <laughs> 